0: us tonight and we thank you father that we have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer us who live but it's Christ who lives on the inside of us and for that God we give you all the glory all the honor and all the praise in Jesus name amen amen tonight I have something special for everybody since we've been out for such a long time I know y'all have had some refreshing, a refresher course. I know y'all been in y'all word, y'all been seeking the Lord while he can be found. You've been going over the teaching like you know you should and and could and would. I just praise God for that. So we're going to put what we have learned tonight in action. And what I did, I put some questions in this basket. So I need the first seven people to come up and just pull a question out of the basket. Well, we'll do one at a time. Could I have the first person to come up and pull a question out of the basket and answer that question for me? So just come on up. I have enough for everybody. I made sure of that. I don't leave anybody out. God loves us all. Amen. Can you read that out loud?
1: (laughs) When did the disciples' heart become hardened?
0: His question is, when did the disciples' hearts become hardened?
1: It came hard when they didn't accept the things that God had done, the miracles that took place, um, because of unbelief. Um, I know we have believer God had to help our unbelief as well in some areas in our life.
0: So you say when did it become hardened?
1: When it didn't receive um miracles some miracles that took place.
0: Okay. Lay that down there. Okay, can someone else come up here next, please? Hallelujah.
2: How does your heart become hardened?
3: How
2: does your heart become hardened? Um, When you hear the word and you don't apply the word and you allow your flesh to, to dictate your life instead of receiving the word of God as the word of God. When you don't take God at his word and when people, sometimes people have circumstances in their lives and they become, they don't believe God, they don't receive his word as the truth, then their heart can become hardened.
0: Amen. You can lay that one down. Who's next? We would love to hear what it says.
4: <laughs> can you have unbelief and faith at the same time? Uh, yeah, you can.
0: Okay, you can, huh? Yeah. And how can you have it at the same time?
4: Uh, it's, it, with me, it, it depends on whatever you're believing for. You okay. Know? Uh, some people you know can believe God for one thing and not believing for another thing you know some can believing for money but not believing for healing
0: okay is that all you got to say on that yes okay you can put that down who's next
5: What draws you away from God? Wow, well, that's um, The things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Um, people having a hardened heart, going through situations and circumstances will draw you away from God. Having unbelief will draw you away from God. Having doubt would draw you away from God, and a whole lot of other things. Okay.
4: When were you amazed at what God does uh, is our hearts hardened?
0: So Tyson question is when we are when we are amazed at what God does, is our heart hardened?
4: Yes, we, we uh, our heart is hardened.
0: And More could you amazed. explain?
4: Because we should know uh, a true believer that believes on Christ, um, they should already know that God is able to do anything but fail. Amen. Um, they should remember where He bought them from His His forefathers. Uh, God has proven Himself, and He is the Most High God over all gods. And uh, and if you keep on uh, seeing where He bought you from, you will know that you know you shouldn't be amazed or surprised at what God can do.
0: Amen. Who's next?
5: What is a hardened heart? A hardened heart is when you insensitive to the things of God and more sensitive to the things of the world.
6: Amen. Mm-hmm. One
0: left. Go
5: ahead. Mm-mm.
3: Does rebellion, does rebellion, harden your heart? Yes, because um, rebellion has a way of coming in and making you um, um, feel like you don't have to. Not that you don't have to listen to the word, but it makes your heart harden. In that, when God is trying to tell you something, sometimes you don't want to listen. You think that you know more than God. And sometimes we don't think that that's rebellion, but it is rebellion. And it could come in and make your heart callous and and insensitive, more sensitive to the things of the world instead of the Word of God.
0: Okay. I have some more. Don't worry. You have a turn. Who's next? I think we have some people that haven't been yet. Welcome back. When the saints come marching in. You want me to read it? Turn around, Teresa. Teresa says, what is a hardened heart? A hardened heart is when you're heart is closed um, off to the things of God Um, it's opposite to the things of God when your heart is hardened we're more sensitive to the world sensitive to what's going on in our lives sensitive to everything and we're full of a lot of different things that are not of God anger bitterness rebellion, um, unforgiveness. Was that my question? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And all of those things cause us to have a hardened heart. And heart. Um, it's just so many things, but I'll stop there. I'll okay. save some for somebody. When you are amazed at what God does, is your heart hardened, explain. Yes, because we should know that when God does something, we should already know that he has He has already done it for us before he does it for us. Say, for instance, if you get a new car, you should know that God knows you needed that new car, and it was in the works, and he gave it to you in his time. So that's okay. Next. Okay, come on up, Nay, and Jennifer, y'all have a seat, and Sister Nisa, I thought you were standing first, so you come on. Mhm. <laughs> they so excited to get up here. Sister Nisa, I will. How does, heart, how does your heart become hardened? Your heart becomes hard when you don't listen to God and you don't hear the things of God. You're more sensitive to the world and of the things of God. When you don't believe what the word is saying, when you have odd against somebody, it causes your heart to harden and turn away from God. When you're not listening to the word of God, when God is speaking to you, telling you what to do and you go do the world's way, that causes you to have a hardened heart. And a heart. Uh anger can cause you to have a hardened heart. When you're angry at somebody and you don't go to that person and get it straightened out, then it'll cause your frustrations to pull off on someone else. That's it. When did the disciples' hearts become hardened? I don't want that question passed.
5: You got it now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, Whenever they didn't believe the miracles, some of the miracles that God had performed, and he had just performed some, and they was with him the whole while, and, and, he, and whenever he performed another one, they was like, oh, my God, it was, it was unbelievable to them. But that's that's us now. I'm going to speak for me. That's me whenever we're not taking God's word for what it is. If God said that by his stripes that we're already healed, that's what he means. And we just got to take God's word for what it is. Okay.
6: Can you have unbelief and faith at the same time? That's the answer, Mr. Willie. <laughs> no, you got another Yes, answer. you can have unbelief and faith at the same time. Like Mr. Willie said, you can believe God. It seems like it's easier to believe God for something that's concerning finances or is concerning your children um, versus... Other things um when it comes to if you got to believe God for your children or your children help or your children has a sickness or the disease like cancer or something, it would be easier to stand on that than would be easier to stand on other things,
0: okay. Okay, we after Quanah, we have one more that's going to be in there. And I still have two more people after Quanah, right? So Jennifer got the last one. And then I'll put some more in there.
5: <laughs> what draws you away from God? Your trials, your tribulation, being more sensitive to the world, putting yourself first, your needs, um... Not getting into the Word and getting to the into the presence of God, um, you just become engulfed with what you got going on, how you feel, and everything that really concerns you and the world. Okay.
6: Does rebellion make your heart harden, and how? Um, yes, it does, because when you're rebelling, you're not necessarily rebelling against, like we'll say, apostle or, or even at work, who's over you. You're rebelling against God because God has put you under that person. And um, rebellion is, is um, in the Bible, it talks about rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And so you're not, you're not in one accord, And there's division there and strife. And so that, you know, creates a hardened heart.
0: Okay. How many we got left? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got seven right here. Didn't God do that thing? You know that song that say, welcome back. Welcome back. To the place where you belong.
2: (laughs) When we're amazed that what God does is our heart hardened. Yes, it is because we know what God can do. All things are possible to him that believes. And, you know, we can't forget what God done. That's when the disciples' hearts were hardened when they didn't remember not didn't consider the miracle of the loaves. So we have to remember every little thing God does in our lives.
0: Amen. You know, Bible study gets over at (laughs) 8 (laughs) o'clock. Those that wait on the Lord, and I'm waiting. I don't mind waiting, I don't mind waiting, I don't mind waiting, on you Lord, on you Calvary.
4: (laughs) (laughs) My says, how does your heart become hardened uh, by being disobedient, uh, or going opposite or contrary to the word of God uh, disbelieve you know when that's some am saying one thing and uh believing God can do one thing in this area but not in a uh another area um and if someone you know like if the word of God is going forth and you be contrary against the word of God that's going forth so all that can uh make a heart become harder.
0: And those that are online, that are watching, I have not forgotten about you. So we will have somebody to pull for you. So when you call in, we will pull it for you and read it, and then you can tell us about it. Won't God do it? Okay, Kathy's going to get Deacon Rick's. Kathy want to be fair. She don't want to pull it for him. Mm-hmm. She want to make sure he gets his own. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is a
2: hardened heart? What is a hardened heart?
7: A hardened heart is whenever we, whenever you become insensitive to the things of God. Whenever we let unbelief come in and, um, such as, um, believing God for even going back to believing God for one area and not believing him in another area or not totally dependent and trusting in him. And, uh, our hearts become, excuse me, I didn't get, say it again. What was the question again? You answered it. Why is it a hardened heart? Oh yeah. Yeah. Just becoming insensitive to the things of God and just not taking God as his word, not staying in the word, um, uh, looking to the world ways instead of the God ways, and just getting caught up in world ways and forgetting who God is. So we just have to continue to just stay in the word, stay with God, and just look to him for, all, for, for everything, and then our hearts will be in the right place.
0: Amen. Do we have a call on the phone? I think uh, you probably know my husband's number, so you can call in. Don't try to figure it out. God's already worked it out. And while we're waiting on that call, do we have somebody else out there? Come on up, baby.
2: What draws you away from God? What Um, draws
0: draws you away from God?
2: Um... Once again, being more sensitive to the things of the earth, like, say, social media or something like that. Being in flesh and not walking in the spirit. And
0: just kind of being in, like, flesh-like. Amen. Okay, we have somebody that's calling, and I will pull one that was already on the table. And the question is, how does your heart become hardened?
1: Okay.
4: Well, your heart becomes hardened when, you know what I'm saying, when you're not sensitive to, you know what I'm saying? to the things of God, when you, you know what I'm saying, you're not in the right place where you need to be with God as far as being in the Word, you know what I'm saying, the Word being in you, and also not being, I mean, receptive to the Word and not being able to receive the Word because you allow, it, you know what I'm saying, because of your mindset and the way you think, you know what I'm saying, that's how you allow, you know what I'm saying, you.
0: Thank you, Carlton. Who's coming up? Sonia's calling in, so let me give Sonia one. She's calling back. Hey, All right, Sonia, your question is what is a hardened heart?
3: A heart, heart is a heart that has become and more sensitive to the things of the world than the things of God. When you're not in your word like you're supposed to be, and you're... Um, I'm sorry, i got to close my door because I can hear what's happening in the living room. I can hear y'all in the living room, and it's behind. But um, you're more sensitive to the things of the world if you're spending more time with the world world but if you're in the word of God you're more sensitive to the things of God
0: thank you Sonia you're
6: welcome
0: I think Apostle Cross is next Okay, Apostle, your question is, how does your heart become hardened?
3: A person's heart can become hardened by not spending time in prayer, waiting on God, um, in the Word, not just reading it, but really studying the Word. If we give more time to... Okay, can you hear me?
0: Uh-huh. Okay.
3: Okay. Yeah, and so the, our hearts become hard when we don't spend time in the Word, when we don't pray, when we don't uh, see God's face in decisions that we're making. If we don't seek Him in decisions that we're making, then we make fleshly decisions thinking that we're right, when, and then our heart becomes hard when God is trying to speak to us. And then also if we are uh, doing what we want to do and not following His direction, our heart becomes hard as well so if we're not doing what we need to do like fasting praying seeking him and diligently studying the word we'll become sensitive to everything else around us and you know we'll end up being um, or having a hard heart towards the things of god because we think all of a sudden that the things of the world are more attractive or more appealing than what god has
0: thank you apostle okay now I'm going to have, I think Barbara and Sister Loretta, there's two left up here, and um, over there in the corner. I see you. Ya. So y'all can come on up. And we have Terry, so tell Terry we got to put him on hold for a second. Hold
1: on, just let me, Terry.
0: Okay. As soon as Barbara and uh, Sister Loretta come on up, we'll get them. Come on, Sister Loretta.
6: Okay, when did the disciples'
3: hearts become come hardened? Whenever uh,
6: God, whenever Jesus was doing miracles and whatnot, and uh, they saw all the miracles and everything that He did, and then they. And then they uh, came upon a person that wanted that uh son heal, healed because he was full, full of demons or
0: something, and they could not do it and after they'd seen everything that Jesus did, that it was because of their unbelief okay Sister <laughs>
5: <Tis-Bobber>. Barbara. <laughs>
0: like the five fish and the two loaves of bread two loaves of bread and five fish two fish and five loaves of bread
6: (laughs) can you have unbelief and faith at the same time yes you can like we believe in one thing we don't believe in another one like sometimes we believe in healing but we don't believe in all the miracles that Jesus can do And um, we know that he can, but like the man said, Lord, help me with my. I believe. uh, Yes. But help me. My belief,
0: you know, but he didn't have, he had unbelief also. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can have it at the same time. Right. All right. Come on, Terry. Terry, say, I'm here. Jamie's after him. Okay. Well. Terry, your question is, what draws you away from God?
6: What draws you away from God?
0: Mm hmm. Don't say your wife. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> not standing the Word of God, stand into the Word of God, and believing in the Word of God.
0: Amen. Say it again, Terry.
4: I said, not staying into the Word of God and not believing in the Word of God when you read it.
0: Okay. Not staying in the Word and not. Reading. Reading the word can draw you away from God. Okay. And Sonia, you know, I was just picking on you. Okay. Who's next? Jamie. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Terry. All right, Jamie, here's your question. Okay. When we are amazed at what God does, is our heart hardened? And explain.
1: Um, Yes, because we should, you know, be believing God that He can do anything but fail. So when we're amazed, that's, you know, a sign that our heart was hardened.
0: Amen. Thank you, Jamie. You're welcome. Um,. Come on up, baby. She's looking at you, but I'm looking at you. I get your name wrong. T- Tamiya, Tamiya. Tamiya? Tamiya. So I'm not going to give you a question from there, but I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Out of everything you heard tonight, what touched you the most? What helped you? Stubbornness caused you to have a hardened heart. Say what? Stubbornness. Being stubborn causes you to have a hardened heart. And it certainly does. Being stubborn causes you to have a hardened heart. Come on up, graduate. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to ask you the same question. Out of everything that you heard tonight, what touched you the most? Rebellion. Speak up a little bit for me. Rebellion can draw you away from God. Rebellion can draw you away from God. Rebellion can draw you away from God. Okay, now we're going to have Kim. She said, never mind. Oh, she's still working. Okay. Out of everything that y'all have heard tonight, can somebody wrap it all up for me? Wrap it all up. What you got out of everything you heard tonight?
1: What well, I got out of it, and we went over the part about Paul George away from God, it talks about in um, James 1, chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, about how um, temptation comes in. And that gave, leads to that desire, and that desire, it concedes into sin. Once it turns into sin, it, it, it gives birth, and that leads to death. And also, in Mark 4, 18 or 19, it talks about how like someone said tonight about the cares of the world, the wealth, the lust, the desire, and the greed we have, and that pulls you away from God as well.
0: Okay. I want to say, do do everybody understand why we've done this teaching on the hardened heart? Do everybody see why we needed the teaching on the hardened heart? I have always asked God because when you teach and you teach over and over again and sometimes you don't see the change in people, you know, I go to God and I ask God, God, what am I doing wrong? What is it that I'm doing that some people are not getting because I'm still seeing some same patterns? What's, what's going on? And the Lord began to show me that everybody's heart ain't in the same place. Some people heart, um, the ground of their heart is dealing with the wayside where they don't have no understanding of the words. So they keep going back doing the same thing. They're speaking the word, but there's no understanding there. So the enemy comes in easily and takes it. Then he said some people's hearts are like where the, the ground that the seed was in was rocky, meaning that they, were, they received it with gladness. We have a lot of people that receive the word with gladness. They talk about it for a while, but when persecution come in, when troubles come in, when all this stuff come in because of the word's sake, the people end up getting offended. They end up stumbling, so that's where some people's hearts are. They can't take the criticism." They can't take when somebody say they don't like them or they reject them or they feel like um, they did this but they didn't do that. That shows me that they cannot keep that word rooted in them because they allowed trouble. They allowed the persecution. They allowed the criticism. They allowed the different things to come in and take away the word that they had received. Then there are some that are, that are among the thorns. Meaning that they heard the same word. But what happened was when the word was coming up, it got choked. Why? Because people were more interested in the wealth, the riches, the cares of this life. Things that was going on in their lives, they were more subject to that than they were to the word of God. So it came in and it choked it. Then you have some that, you know, all that stuff wasn't in the way. But you had a few that bought for thirty. You had a few that bought for sixty. But then you had some that bought for a hundred. So just like I said, Sunday it's a process. But saying what I have said, some of you should know where you are. This is the parable that if we grab hold to this parable, we can get them all. So we have to really study this and ask God, have I allowed trouble? Have I allowed persecution? Have I allowed offense? Have I allowed strife? Have I allowed resentment? Have I allowed all of these things to come in and take the word from me instead of allowing that word to get rooted and grounded in my heart? Everybody in this place have a different ground. You're, the condition of your heart is different. You see some people, that making it through the trouble. You see some people that they're loving in the midst of hate. You see some people that they're blessing even in the midst of them getting cursed out. You see in some people that know that trouble is going to come but they're not. They're going to stand. They're going to do all to stand. They ain't worrying about being talked about. They ain't worrying about being offended. They ain't worrying about who say hey or who say bye. They are standing on the word of God because they know it's life in that word and they've been paying attention to that word. They've been inclining their ear to that word. They're letting it not to depart from their eyes. They keep in it in the midst of their heart because they know it's going to give them life and give them help to all flesh. Which ground are you? We know where we are. Because if you 30, if you're 60 and you're 100, yes, you are standing. But I don't know about you, but I want to be at 100. And it takes time to get to 30, 60, and 100. The time is given in the word of God. The enemy don't want your heart to be a loving heart. He don't want you, He wants your heart to be offended. He wants you to hold grudges in your heart. He wants you to hold lies in your heart. He wants you to speak from your mouth, but he knows your heart is far from what you're saying. This is why so many things come in and attack all of us, because it's where our heart is. So we have to check our heart on a daily basis, and the way we check it is through the Word of God. We become more sensitive to what God's word is saying, and we become insensitive to the things of the world. We're saying, God, I'm willing. This is why they lay down their lives for the word's sake, because they knew if I live, I'm going to live with him. If I die, I'm going to die with him. It don't matter if I live or die, I know where I'm going. So we have to get in our places, even in our homes. It starts at home first. Some of us have broken homes And we're trying to get other people to mend our broken hearts by accepting us. And we're so rejected that when people say something that's normal, it's not normal to us. Because our hearts have been broken and has been crushed. So we use those things that's stopping us from being where we need to be with the Lord. He's given us, y'all, everything we need. Do all of us hurt? Yes. But some of us hurt in different ways than others. How do I mend my hurt? Oh, y'all just don't know. If I Hurt is hurt, but I can tell you one thing. God has taken me through something. He has built me up to learn to teach me how to handle when people don't like me. I still love them, regardless if they don't like me. See, the more time you spend with God, the more you can love your enemy. The enemy don't have nothing on you. So that's why we have to be in the word and we have to stay in the word. And in these times that we're going through doing this pandemic, I mentioned to y'all Sunday that the Lord had shown me, it was like a chart. And in that chart, it had different blocks. It was like five blocks and some of the blocks had different colors, but the colors were darker than, um, than some of the other blocks. The majority of the blocks was dark, but it was one that was a little bit lighter than the rest. God said, these are these different variants that's coming. And it was five of them. So he said, they're coming. But we got to be prepared for what's coming, and we get prepared through the word of God. God don't let nothing get over on you. God is going to show you, and he's going to show you how to stay in an evil, perverse world, in a wicked world. We're in it, but we're not of it. So he want us to go on what he's saying, regardless of what's going on around us. So that's why our heart has to be guarded with all diligence. You got to get over your feelings. You got to get over people don't like you. If you in him, they're not going to like you. They're going to hate you, but you love them. That's what Jesus did for us. They hated him, but he showed his love by laying down his life. How many of us want to lay down our feelings just because somebody said something you didn't like? You got to go behind the scenes and understand you don't fight against flesh and blood. That's a spirit that's using that person. And by that spirit using that person, you got to say, I know it ain't the person. I know it's the spirit. So I'm going to speak to that spirit. So we have to know the difference. And the only way you're going to know is by getting into the Word and allowing the Word to get in you and asking God, God, which ground am I? Some of us, it's every last one of them. We let the, what is it, offense come in. We let trouble. We let persecution come in and take the Word. Come on, we don't be glad no more. After a week, we just not glad no more. We need something else. We need somebody to, to give us a Word. Then I can cheer up. But we have to take the word for what it is, y'all. And we have to live according to the word of God. And we cannot live according to our flesh because our flesh profits us nothing. So let's get into the word, allow the word to get into us. And let's let go of things that are outside of the word of God. God tell us how to handle these things. And I think through what we have been teaching with all of this stuff, We should be in a better place than we're in. We should know how to handle confrontation. We should know how to handle going to our brother and sister. We should be able to go to one another if we get the same teaching. That's why God said their hearts are not in the same place. It's different grounds that's going on in the ministry. So we have to guard our hearts with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. And we guard our hearts by what we see. By what we hear, by what we touch, by what we take. It's dealing with our five senses. We don't do what the world does. We have to stay off social media because if we're spending more time on social media and everybody else's business, instead of spending time in the word of God, then we're more sensitive to social media than we are to the word. If somebody asks you what somebody did on social media, you can tell them quicker than you can tell them what you read in the word of God. We got to let our light shine, y'all, so God can be glorified, so they can see his good works. They see his good works through us. We're supposed to be a, a light, a city that's sitting on a hill for the whole world to see. We bring in light, and we expose the darkness, but we don't do it trying to expose one another. We do it by loving one another just like Christ loved us. So we need to drop all this stuff that we're doing behind the scenes. Trying to make people think we're so spiritual and right there in our household, we don't like each other. We can't stand to talk to each other. We don't want to hear what each other has to say. No, we can't do that no more. We got to be real. We got to be who we are now that we're in Christ. If we're going to live a life for him, it starts at home, y'all. It don't start coming gathering, gathering together. It starts in your home. It starts with your family. If your children cannot see him being glorified in you, how do you think you're gonna come in the church and act like you representing him and your children saying they lying, they lying, they lying. That's not who they are. So let's take this word for what it is. And let's ask God to search us and see where our heart is. And whatever show up, we can deal with it through the word of God. Because we supposed to be walking in love. Outside of how we feel, we're supposed to be doing what God would have us to do for the kingdom. Amen. So let's work on being who God want us to be outside of our feelings. Because guess what? You and always have them feelings. But we can get those feelings under control with the word of God. Don't let your feelings choke out the word. Don't let your feelings stop you from going to your sister or brother and saying, If I have offended you in any way, please forgive me. That was not my intentions. But you're dealing with certain people who have past hurts, who have not dealt with hurt in the church, who have dealt, have not dealt with hurt in a relationship, have not dealt with hurt in their family, got so much hurt, so much bitterness coming from that hurt. That when you say one thing to them that's normal, they're thinking you said something to really hurt them. And that was not your intentions. So that's why we need to get into the word. Because when the word take root, y'all guess what happened? It's so beautiful. When the word get rooted in you, everything that's not of God, it got to come out. It cannot stay where the word of God is. Amen? Do we have... Any, um, thing that somebody want to add to what I just said, if not apostle, okay. To God be the glory and y'all, i want to tell you something. God is so good because being at home doing these broadcasts, I know y'all see my husband face when you shouldn't. I know stuff is flickering when it shouldn't flicker, but we keep it moving y'all we making it work, and God is teaching me how to do Athea's job, how to do Kim's job. Oh, he's so good. He just he just love on us, y'all. I asked him, I said, God, show me. Show me how to hook this thing up. Show me how to get this thing right. Oh, he loves me, y'all. He just showed me how to hook up the equipment, showed me what to do, how to do it, and showed me and my husband how to stay in peace while we're doing it. Isn't he good? Yes, he is. (laughs) All the time. Come on, honey. Hello?
6: Okay.
3: Okay. One of the things that um, came to my mind when you were talking about the heart and heart is how Jesus had all his disciples around him. They followed him. They were with him. They saw the miracles and the signs, the wonders that he did. I mean, even raising the dead and everything. But when he came to, when he when they got in the press of the crucifixion, you know, they denied him. And I think part of, um, you know, having a heart of heart, a hardened heart, also denying what, you know, Jesus has done. When it comes to the press, when we are, our backs are up against the wall and we have a hard decision to make, Will we follow Christ when we're in that crucible, you know, and if we have a hardened heart, we may very well deny him, just like the disciples did that walked with him. So that's what I wanted to add to that.
0: Amen. Did anybody have anything else they want to add before we close out? Okay. Well, I give God glory for where we are so far, and I pray that, you go back through what was taught on the hardened heart. And as God give me more, I'm going to give it to you because we need this um, during this pandemic. And it's a lot of other people that need it as well. And I want to say this, Miracle Temple, we are, Apostle, help me with this. I think on iTunes, I think I sent it to you, didn't I? Is it on your phone? Can you do that for me? Because I'll mess it up. And I want to say this, y'all. God is so awesome. Um, Sunday morning before the broadcast, I got a call from Kenya over there in Africa. And the gentleman that was calling is the gentleman that they have. He said, we are church and we watch you every Sunday. And we want to know, can we come up under your covering and you have your first church over here in Kenya? We just want to get all your teachings. We want to, you know, honor you as mama and honor him as papa. We want to make sure that um, we have that covering because we really want what you're teaching. So I give God glory for the ones that that are watching. And when he called me from Kenya, I thought it was some kind of scam because I'm saying, who in the world is this? He said, I'm from Kenya. But anyway, <laughs> I give God glory because there's a lot of people that's watching and it's a lot of people that want the word. Tatia? Um,
5: yeah. Um, hold on. Let me make, make sure you get right. Uh, For Miracle Temple podcast, I was going to do it Sunday. I didn't know you wanted me to do it tonight too. That's okay. Um, mm -mm. Our podcast for Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries—they have a ranking system, and we're in position number ten in the category of Christianity in Saint Vincent and in the Grenadines. Position number twelve in the category of religion and spirituality in the same countries, and position number eighteen in the category of all podcasts. In the same countries so that's that's God that's God for all our podcasts we're number ten twelve and eighteen in Christianity religion and spirituality and in all the podcasts we're positioned number eighteen for all the podcasts and that's that's amazing
0: and we have eight thousand um, people that have downloaded our material so God is doing a great work and we're just so so just elated to what God is doing because not amazed because we know who God is but we just thank God for the listeners that we do have and we thank God that he's keeping us day by day to help us to bring what God would have us to bring. And I want to say I'm glad to see Jennifer Porter. We give God glory for her, you know, considering dealing with her mom. So we just thank God for Jennifer being back and I give God glory for um Our graduate that's in the house, she just graduated. So we give God glory for that. So we honor God for what he's doing. Do we have any more announcements?